This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. I'm Craig Robertson, and this is Good to Hear. There's nothing like art. It can be a great escape, and right in York Region is the McMichael Art Gallery, and they are doing a pilot project called Free Tuesdays. You can enjoy free art every single Tuesday of the week. And joining us on the line is the executive director from the McMichael Art Gallery, Ian DeJardin. Thanks a lot for joining us, Ian. It's a pleasure. Where did the idea come from for Free Tuesdays? Just a, a, a free day for, for those in York Region to enjoy everything that is the, uh, the McMichael Gallery. Well, it came about through discussion with two of our most uh, philanthropic supporters um, who've been generous to us over the years, and they were looking for, for something that we wanted to do that they would be happy to, to sponsor. Um, the thing is, of course, the reason it has to be Free Tuesdays is because uh, normally we would charge, of course, because, uh, you know, we have to charge. Yeah. Um, and so it has to be sponsored in order to cover that loss of admission income. So we did put it to them, you know, that this would be a useful thing for us to do. Uh, the whole issue of, you know, uh, uh, accessibility, you cannot really call a museum accessible, you know, if you're charging people at the door. I mean, ultimately that's the truth. And so we wanted to experiment and, and, and see how it would work. So we've got this, uh, Free Tuesdays runs for four months until the end of May, and we'll learn a lot from it. And I hope, you know, it may be a pointer to the future. I, I, I just want as many people to visit and enjoy Canadian art as possible. It's as simple as that. You talk about the accessibility issues with regards to getting in. Those with accessibility issues might be a little bit intimidated to come to the gallery on a Saturday afternoon, and Tuesday might have some more open spaces. Can you talk about uh, what this Free Tuesday will really, really embrace for, for all of us in the community? Well, yes, although I was using the word accessibility in the broadest possible sense, I just mean it as... Um, uh, you know, because we are, we, we do have very accessible access, you know, we, we are very accessible, you know, we have uh, uh, to, to people who have uh, challenges in all sorts of ways. But nonetheless, um, I, I really, it's not just that, it's a, it's a whole broad cross section of the community who find it difficult and off-putting. And of course, people with accessibility issues are, are right up there, you know, they their, their lives are spent worrying whether they will be able to get in the door, whether they'll be able to, to, to get around the, 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 the exhibits um, safely and, with, with a, and be welcomed. And of course, we do do that, but making it free just gives them that sense of, well, it's worth the effort to try. Yeah. And so not only people with accessibility issues, but, you know, um, people with uh, societal issues, you know, people from different branches of society who would feel, um, as I say, intimidated by an art gallery. You know, I've been to McMichael a few times. I will say it's not an intimidating place. It's a very welcoming place. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, I visited and just had a wonderful time. I can get lost in the, in the artwork of Tom Thompson. Uh. Just, it's, it's magical. Um, and, and talk about that. Talk about navigating the grounds, navigating the hallways of, of the McMichael Gallery. And with everything that's gone on the last two years, I mean, art can be such a great escape. Oh, please. I mean, you know, that was, of course, that's the other thing I should have said right up front. You know, COVID has been such an, ex an awful 
awful experience for us all. And so this was actually another reason for the timing of this experiment, because we feel like, you know, so many people feel like they've been hiding under a rock for the last two years. And so, you know, we want people to come out again and see Tom Thompson, see all these wonderful uh, artists, because Canadian art, you know, well, you can hear I'm British, I'm, I'm from Scotland. Um, and yet here I am, you know, and it's because of Canadian art. The thing is, when you come into the McMichael, it's, it's a remarkable place because it has this beautiful landscape as well. You come in through the, through the gates and you're, you're, you feel like you're in a group of seven landscape. And that's conscious. It was done deliberately like that. Once you're in the door, you're basically entering this huge log cabin. It's a wildly eccentric building, but wonderful. It's just wonderful in its quirkiness and oddity, all made from enormous recycled logs and, and pieces of fieldstone. And then you, you wander around. It's a long kind of promenade gallery. And, uh, you know, we have a, a room full of Tom Thompson. You must have been in, in absolute ecstasies. Yeah, I have to say, I, I hung that room of Tom Thompson's right outside my office oh. for that exact reason. I spend a lot of time in there. It's, uh, no, it's blissful. But no, we have, you know, three major exhibitions on at any given time. And uh, there's so much to see. The Soviet exhibition at the moment is particularly wonderful. The whole cross-section of Canadian art called Generations. It's a glorious show right from Kriegoff right to the present day. Um, you know, we have the group of seven. Uh, I, I curated a show here called A Like Vision, which is up until August and covers all. It's from our permanent collection and we have uh, an astonishing collection of group of seven paintings. So, you know, it's a beautiful show. And then, you know, at the moment, there's a special thing actually uh we've had the the anishinaabe artist bonnie divine has been in painting uh, a mural up one of our uh, accessibility ramps and it's it's this wonderful thing looking at the carrying place trail because our landscape uh you know we're sitting just above the humber river river and the carrying place trail the ancient carrying place trail ran along the humber river so we have all this history and all of this beauty and you know, you just come in and feel much better as a result of it. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful escape, a wonderful place. And um, Free Tuesdays goes until the end of May? Yeah, it, it goes from, well, it's already open, so from, from now until uh, May the 31st. Well, thanks a lot for doing this, Ian. Ian DeJardin is the executive director with the McMichael Gallery right here in York Region. Free Tuesdays, take advantage of seeing some fantastic art. What's the website again, Ian? Oh, McMichael.com. Look no further, mcmichael.com, and uh, we're still doing time ticketing. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons why I'm so pleased about this, this Free Tuesdays is because, um, you know, we feel it's a really safe environment. You know, we do all we're masking, social distancing, all the rest of it. Uh, and um, because of the nature, the layout of the galleries, it's a peaceful and safe place to visit. So we want to encourage people to enjoy it as much yeah. as possible. Thanks again, Ian. It's been a pleasure. And that's Good to Hear. I'm Craig Robertson on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. Spring is here. The weather is slowly getting warmer. And to get us in the mood for spring and golf season, there is a new business that's opened up a new market on Leslie Street called The Bogey Club. To talk more about it, thrilled to be joined by one of the founding members and founding partners, Courtney Kearley. Courtney, how are you? 
I'm great, thanks. How are you today? Uh, just fantastic. I, I think this is one of those things we've seen in movies and seen elsewhere, but not a new market, not in New York region. How did you get the idea for the Bogey Club? So it's actually the pandemic that kind of threaded the idea with us. We were looking into potentially getting one for our home to put one in since we were restricted with what we could do. And then this unit became available. So when we looked into it and the spacing, we thought, hey, why keep this to ourselves? Let's give this to Newmarket so everyone can enjoy. So the Bogey Club, for people who maybe are not aware, it's a simulation where you can golf and golf courses around the world. Am I correct, Courtney? Yes, we have 191 courses to choose from, and the famous Pebble Beach is, is definitely our most popular. And the cool thing about our simulators is they're actually on hydraulics. So you play the same lie as if you were playing the course in person, where your ball lands, the floor moves, and um, it's, it's an amazing simulator. There's even like a rough patch and a bunker patch, so it's... Um, pretty on point with actually playing on the green. So I'm thinking about this, Courtney. I remember Tiger Woods' famous shot from Glen Abbey in the Canadian Open years ago where he was kind of sideways in the bunker to hit it out there. That's what, that's how you would be if you were in the sand. Absolutely. You would be the forward move, and you would be in the exact same angle. You'd have to hit it from the bunker just like like he did, and if that's where your ball was, you'd be shooting that same shot like he did. And what's also nice about it is, especially as we emerge from the end of the pandemic, Courtney, is there's a social aspect to it, not just the nuts and bolts of playing golf, but there's a little a lounge area. You can get refreshments. It's a real socializing area that makes it a lot of fun. Yes, people love the sim for that reason. Not only do they come and get to golf, but they get to come with their friends. A lot of people, especially over the last few weeks with March break, have been bringing their kids, and it's a great environment for everybody. And because of our unique space, it lends itself to if you happen to book both bays, the place is yours. It becomes a private venue for you for the evening or the day or whatever time you have booked. So people have loved that. A lot of events and parties have been booked there as well. Um, But it's a great space to bring people and come and it's more of an experience. Speaking to Courtney Carley, one of the founders for a new business in Newmarket in York Region called The Bogey Club, located at 17705 Leslie Street, Unit 5. That's north of Davis Drive on the right-hand side. And I think about this, and obviously the response has been good. Is it more or less than what you expected? When it's the people started to give you feedback, Courtney, what was your reaction? We've been blown away by the response of the community. People have come five, six, seven, eight, nine times already since we've been open just two months. Um, And it's been amazing to see people love this. We kind of did a soft open. So as a new business owner, learning our bearings and getting our feet on the ground. But people have been uh, loving the space and telling friends and bringing more people about it, more bringing more people to the space. And um, it's been amazing to see everyone come back. And we have regulars. Well, that's van. I, I know a few of my friends that have told me about it. That's how I found out about it, saying, Jim, have you heard about this bogey club? Now, you mentioned 191 courses around the world, and Pebble Beach is one of the more popular. Is there a Canadian course that gets used a lot as well? We don't have Canadian courses. Um, a lot of them are in the U.S. There are a lot. Like, we definitely have St. Andrews in Scotland. Um, and there are a lot of courses that are in Korea as well. So the company who makes the simulators is from Korea. Ah. And so there's a lot of courses from there, which is cool. There are uh, lots of unique options. 
They even have some made-up courses that are fun to play. One of the holes you can play the entire 18 beside the Great Wall of China, which is a bit of a unique experience. <laughs> so there's something for everybody, especially as I mentioned children before. It's great for them to learn and practice. But a lot of people just love to come and just the simulators themselves are the most real experience to golf. Did, <laughs> when the snow's on the ground, oh, they can't get to the course. No kidding. Uh, where did you get your love of golf, Courtney? So just kind of growing up through with our dad, it's kind of was a passion of his, so it became a passion of ours. It's been um, just kind of growing up. My three brothers are a foursome with my dad, so growing up they were always out there golfing, and every weekend they can golf together. That's something that they do, and it's just kind of been a passion of our family. Now, when you started the idea for the business, what was the feedback from the rest of your family and your father? So we kind of came up with this idea as our own as the siblings and made our business plan and walked into our dad's office. He had no idea. And we pitched him the business plan. And I I mean, he obviously, he obviously had faith in us because he said, let's do it. Let's try. Um, so then off we went, got our bank loan approved and waited for our permits to get approved. And off we went. So a lot of um, support from our family, my my dad owns a business and my mom owns a business as well so they've been great resources for us to come to with questions or needing business advice so prior to opening the bogey club what kind of businesses and jobs had you done courtney prior to this so um i'm actually in insurance i work in insurance i uh manage the personal line sales team and my whole family actually is in business and then my mom owns a travel agency so this is a bit of a departure then for someone who's, in, you know, entrenched in the insurance business and obviously has an education and business background. This is a bit of a stepping out there. Where you, Was there a little bit of nerves at first when you approached your father and started going through the process of setting it up? Of course. With any, any risk, there's the nerves and the um, uneasiness of what's to come. But I think my dad always said, do something you'll love and you never work a day in your life. And so this was something that as siblings, we could come together and we're all passionate about it. My one brother and I went to school for marketing and PR and advertising in the States. So we both, that's kind of our background. And what's great about us is we all have different strengths and weaknesses that we bring to the team. So we're one person, maybe not be, we're one person might not have the full ability. Um, another sibling is steps in with not the strength of theirs, so we've worked really well together as a team. That's fantastic. Speaking with Courtney Kearley of the Bogey Club at 17705 Leslie Street, Unit 5 in Newmarket. So, Courtney, for people who are listening to this and good to hear and think this is something I want to be a part of, how can they get a hold of the Bogey Club and book a time? So our phone number is 905-235-GOLF. Nice and easy to remember. Uh, the easiest way, we also have all of our schedule on line on something called catch corner and it's an online app to do all the bookings online we just really want to encourage anybody even if you're brand new to golf this is no intimidation you can come in the space is yours you have it to yourself um you can learn and and find the love of golf that the rest of us have and then for those who are avid golfers this is the opportunity to continue golfing all season long I think it's a fantastic concept, and the fact that the floor moves as you are on the undulations of the golf course, brilliant. 905-235-GOLF. Courtney, thank you so much for doing this. Greatly appreciate it. All the best of success, and it's a great addition to New Market in York Region.
Yes, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you all soon. Good to hear. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Well, this is definitely good to hear. The William Peyton Hubbard Memorial Award has been handed out to some uh, lucky recipients, thanks to Hydro One. And instead of me trying to explain exactly what this is and its significance, Megan Cauley joins me now from Hydro One. Hi, Megan. Hi, thanks for having me. What is the William Peyton Hubbard Memorial Award? Hydro One is deeply committed to building an equitable and inclusive workplace, um, but also to improving diversity across the entire electricity industry. And the William Peyton Hubbard Memorial Award is just one of the ways that we are working to achieve that. It was created in honor of William Peyton Hubbard, who uh, was Toronto's first Black elected official. And for the last 30 years, Hydro One has awarded this to Black students in post-secondary education from across the province who are interested in uh, pursuing a career in the electricity industry. And it's pretty cool because not only do you get a $5,000 scholarship, but you have a chance to uh, to do a paid work term at Hydro One. So if you're going into that field, what better place to work? I would have to agree, but I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's right. Um, and so what's some of the criteria for, for uh, presenting this award? So each year, um, five Black students attending Ontario colleges and universities are selected to receive the William Peyton Hubbard Memorial Award. Um, As you said, each recipient receives $5,000 and the opportunity to complete a paid work term at Hydro One. And when we're selecting recipients for the award, uh, we are looking for students who are very active in their community, who are dedicated to volunteering and to giving back. Um, and who are uh, who have outstanding achievements in and dedication to pursuing studies within the electricity industry. Um, students attending a co- an Ontario college and or university who have completed at least one year in one of the electricity industry related studies are invited to apply. And I mean, some of these recipients are amazing. At one, two, three, four, five. There's five recipients here. I'm looking at some of the recipients here, and indeed, they're very deserving. Uh, I'm looking at one. Uh, her name is Benny Matoka Mabando. She is at the University of Waterloo in mechanics uh, engineering. Grew up in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and of course, in some areas, electricity and clean water not accessible to everyone. And now, apparently, she's made it her mission to help her community. So, a, a very deserving person. Oh, absolutely. The recipients this year are truly outstanding students. As I said, they're very dedicated to their communities locally and abroad. Um, They're all very active volunteers, really committed to giving back and using their experience and learnings both in school and um, in the electricity industry to to make you know to make life better and and build safe communities. Um, Benny is an is an excellent example of 
have um, a recipient from this year, but we have recipients from all across the province. Um, who are really outstanding. And if anybody is interested in learning more, I would invite them to uh, read about this year's recipients on our website, which is www.hydro1.com slash one award. Indeed. And if you want more information, perhaps in applying for next year's award, you can also go to uh, hydro1.com slash one awards. Absolutely. Applications are now open for next year, and we encourage any students who are interested in applying um, to visit that link. They are due October 1st, 2022. And we have here, let me see, Joelle Weir, University of Toronto, Environmental Chemistry and Journalism, uh, Advocate for the Environment, double majoring in Environmental Chemistry and Journalism. I, I like that. You know, you, you can not only... Uh, uh, help the world, but you can tell the story about helping the world as well. She has a podcast as well, a future for us. Absolutely. I know these students are really outstanding. Um, they're, they are so active. They have so many things on the go. Um, and uh, we are really excited to welcome them to Hydro One for a paid work term and also just to support them in their journey as they pursue a career in the electricity sector. Fantastic. All right. So thank you very much. This has indeed has been good to hear. Uh, once again, that website is hydro1.com slash one awards. And Megan Colley from Hydro One has been chatting with me. Thanks, Megan. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye. Good to hear. This is the good news. Next on Good to Hear, a unique partnership beginning with the city of Richmond Hill. Anthony Yarulo is the director of economic development. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So what can you tell us about this collaboration that has brought the city together with OCAD University and eCampus Ontario? So um, we've actually been working with OCAD University uh, for quite a while. Um, we've uh, this, These discussions started uh, just prior to the pandemic, and we, uh, we actually, as part of our Recover Rich Canal Action Plan, identified an opportunity to create an innovation center in partnership with a post-secondary institution. Um, and so we've been working um, collaboratively with, uh, with OCAD, uh, really with an eye on identifying uh, opportunities to support um, the um, the recovery of local businesses uh, post pandemic, uh, recognizing that the pandemic has created significant hardships for for local business, um, and out of that um, process, we were able to create the center for of local innovation and collaboration in partnership with both OCAD University and eCampus Ontario. Um, so the center itself focuses on. Um, design and creativity with some initial programming focused on human-centered design to assist local businesses to um, to look at their products and services and identify opportunities to create new products, services, and business opportunities through, um, through, uh, through the partnership. And is it a physical space, an actual brick-and-mortar location, or is it a virtual environment? At this point, it's a, it's a virtual environment. Um, we've, uh, we've, as part of our pilot, we've focused on uh, delivering uh, services through the uh, through, through a, a virtual program offering. Um, we do see an opportunity for some uh, on the ground support in Richmond Hill, and so we've been actively speaking to our partners about that. But at this point, in its in its pilot phase, and likely for the for the initial launch phase, 
uh, will will be predominantly uh, virtual. Uh, but we do hope that it will eventually become a hybrid uh, environment where uh, where people can come into a location in Richmond Hill and access services. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. How do businesses actually get involved and benefit? Right. So. Um, like I mentioned, we have a, an initial pilot that we've just wrapped up, and, and what we're really trying to do as a result of that pilot is to demonstrate the success of the program. Um, so we, we've engaged 17 businesses uh, through the pilot, and we'll be um, telling their stories, essentially, uh, to local businesses so that they understand what the value proposition of committing to this type of program would be and other programs that we'll launch over time. Um, we also anticipate um, additional funding for a second cohort um, for the Human Centered Design uh, Program, and we will also likely be looking at, uh, at other programs, uh, micro-credentials, uh, perhaps some, some on-the-ground events associated with the Innovation Center that will uh, will market as, uh, as the opportunities come up. So what I would say is, um, you know, continue to sort of monitor the information around the site uh, around the Innovation Center, and, and we have some uh, some information on our website that can help people to connect to that. And, uh, and they can always reach out to uh, you know our Small Business Enterprise Center directly if they have questions. How does the the network come together and find the tools to enhance other businesses? I mean, so I think the, the Innovation Center itself is is actually creating an ecosystem. Um, and uh, you know, the businesses that have participated are certainly uh, leveraging and connecting with each other to support each other in business recovery. We also recognize the importance of working with other business part- partners, other innovation centers, other municipalities, uh, and their small business centers in order to connect businesses to resources. So, um, you know, the overall economic development ecosystem is one that create that has uh, existing supports. Uh, at various levels, various levels of government, uh, as well as uh, various service providers. And, and our intent is to service clients through the entire ecosystem and identify opportunities for them to, um, to, cr- to create the success that we're hoping for them to have and they're hoping to have as well uh, by giving them access to the resources and support across the ecosystem. And is this an opportunity for students as well to learn and to to grow and to make connections? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting that um, the uh, a lot of the analysis that was done related to the human centered design uh, pilot was actually uh, driven by uh, students at OCAD. So um, we had a series of researchers that worked with businesses to understand their business and to make some recommendations on how they can achieve their business goals. Um, and the, the researchers that we used were actually OCAD students uh, who had uh, you know, significant experience. And uh, you know, the feedback we've been getting as a result of, uh, of that model has been tremendous. The students are, are really gaining a significant amount of insights uh, and the businesses have, have really uh, valued the feedback and, and the, the takeaways that they've been able to get uh, from that interaction. So, um, you know, at the core of what we're doing um, is actually attempting to connect uh, research at the university, uh, at Elkhead University, uh, particularly at the student level, um, with with local business and really to make a connection and, and uh, help both groups see value. It sounds like a win-win. If listeners want more information, where can they find it? 
Um, so you know, this has been moving really quickly, and so we do intend to have um, a standalone website and, and uh, you know, more direct access points. But at this point, uh, richmondville.ca forward slash NASBEC, S-B-E-C, um, will contain information that you'll need in order to connect with us and gain more information. Um, and uh, like I said, we're looking to, to roll out a second cohort likely uh, over, over the summer or early fall, and we'll be looking for businesses who are interested in participating. So uh, be sure to, to reach out if you have an interest and, uh, and check out the website. Thank you for joining us on Good to Hear and sharing this good news. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to... Uh, to highlight this, this opportunity for business. It's really something we're excited about at the City of Richmond. And I know that's true for our partners as well. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.